We are. This, okay. So yesterday um, was exactly. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, yesterday was exactly ten days since we released our No Way Home preview. No shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. We're twenty seconds in and we're already <laughs> just rolling them out there. We um, are rolling them. Yeah. Um. I did not know that. Uh. Dom, I don't know how. I don't listen. How uh, this, to. Uh, this movie, I had, I had such high expectations for. I had insane, like higher than it, the highest expectations I've probably had in a while. Yeah, and I, I mean, we had it was one, it was, it was one we had been looking forward to for a long time. Probably our most anticipated movie of the year that I can Pro- think of. Probably so, and then the to go moment. like, for us to go opening day like late at night. Yep, and to go sit in the theater for three hours for that, yeah, um, it was one of the most satisfying things <laughs> I have, Dude, it was I have so, ever done oh, in my entire life. It was so I, worth. It was worth every moment, um, for everything to pay off the way it did. I don't want I, to be. I, I mean, so but before we get into it, the the. This is going to be a spoiler review. We're yeah. going to spend the first couple minutes here kind of giving a spoiler-free review, just general thoughts if you, you know, want to tune in, but we'll give proper warnings. There will warnings. be spoilers. We will give proper warnings before we dive in cuz there's a ton Once we dive in, dive in no to. holds barred. Yeah, once we dive in, we're going to give away every single possible plot point that you may or may not know about at this point if you haven't also if you haven't seen if with movies like this if you haven't seen it before you come to us you're right or you're before like, you go anywhere like that yeah. you should not be looking up anything related to this movie right until you have until seen you've it. seen it there is so much there is so much that could possibly be given away just the by number looking up this movie the sheer number of post credit scene explained articles yeah. and videos Right. It's first of all, it's kind of disgusting that there are people like us who will just spoil everything. That's true, but in our to our credit, we do wait. Like we didn't see the movie Thursday night and then immediately record and drop it Thursday. Well, and before. we're gi- we're giving the warning. Everyone knows like, everyone knows it's going to we'll, be spoilers we'll eventually. We'll drop this, you know, a couple days after it's premiered, so people have had ample time and Yeah, you got plenty of time. Speaking by the speaking of which, um this movie's probably going to make over two hundred million dollars this weekend. Oh, easily. I was reading it made uh, it made forty million opening day. Yeah, oh, not even opening day. Just Thursday night shows right, alone. Right, right. And it wasn't forty; it was fifty. Dumb. Even better. The only two movies that have ever made more than that in Thursday night previews: Avengers Endgame and Star Wars: The Force Awakens, at fifty-seven and sixty. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Avengers Endgame made three hundred million dollars its opening weekend, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens made two fifty. I remember at the time when Force Awakens came out, um, that was like one of the craziest moments in like movie theater when history. It, when it breached, not only did it not only did it breach two hundred because no movie had broken the two hundred mark yet. It went right. fifty seven million dollars over the two hundred mark, and people people were like. This is like this is ushering in a new era of the blockbuster, like all this crazy stuff. Yeah, it was nuts. It was, and that was back in the day when you didn't. My, have, how far we've come. Yeah, you didn't have reserved <laughs> seats back then. Right. We were. I was lined up three hours before the movie premiere. That was also a Christmas Day premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Not Christmas Day. It was. I'm uh, pretty sure it was. Was I'm it really? Almost positive it was Christmas it was. Day. Regardless. Anyway. This anyway. this movie's gonna shatter box office records. It is. It's it, going to rightfully so. It's going to shatter expectations. I think so. It too. already has. It, it not only did the and that's I think that's an important distinction. Not only did the movie meet what I was hoping and expecting it to be, it exceeded it in a lot of ways, and it did it with how um, they treated the main characters and the way the story kind of played out. I, I didn't expect this to be as much like kind of the OG Spider-Man movies that we got in the past. Yeah. Because something I think that's been a little lacking with Tom Holland's Spider-Man is he hasn't had a lot of those 
like moments that just kind of beat him down. Well, he has teenager right. problems. Right. He has teenager problems and those are it, these movie the first two movies were always fun cuz it, it kind of felt like a like a callback to like a, the John Hughes movies of the 80s. Right. It, like legit like teen comedy dramas. But I mean even even in the comics and in the Raimi films a little bit, I won't speak too much on the Mark Webb ones because I don't like them. You know, those versions of Peter Parker, even when they're like in high school or in college, you know, still in their teens, they still go through like, like in the original Raimi Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies when Peter's still in high school. Right. Right. And this version, the Tom Holland version just hasn't had as much of that like real world struggle in like serious, like, like I said, like he hasn't just been beat down. Well, but and I also the other I, two Spider Mans got that a lot in their. I movies. don't think that that's necessarily a reflection of this version of Spider Man. I think it's a reflection of the MCU. I I would agree, and and I I wouldn't. It hasn't really been a, a negative so much as like I wasn't. Ex, that was one of those unexpected right. things that happened in this movie where I was like, oh, this is because this movie was full of real consequences. Yes, a lot of in. You know, Peter's kind of had to deal with real consequences a, a little bit to to a, to an extent in the movies, the MCU movies he's been in. But this movie, like you could you could feel like how real those consequences well, felt. And I will say this: I think that I think that they really gave they gave every character kind of they did each of them justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think that there was a there wasn't this like there was never there was never me like i i was never wishing for more or less screen time i don't really know how to word that like they it was very well balanced you i think in, I know, in I know the way you, yeah. in the in the time in the effort in the dialogue right like all every, that they assigned each character every was character just the right amount right got enough it, it didn't feel like any of them had too little or too much Right, like it, it. What I wanted, what I was not, what I wanted, what I was expecting from each character, I got. And honestly, I like we said, got a little more from some of the characters I wasn't expecting to get. Right. So we can talk about before we get into spoilers. We can talk about. I think we can talk. We can talk about Green Goblin, uh, Doc Ock, uh, Willem Dafoe, stood out to me, and I he think was he, he was incredible. He, he was, and I think you said this the the standout performance yes. of them and yeah i mean i, I don't know if i w- if maybe i wasn't expecting it or i just didn't know how the mcu could how the mcu was going to treat his character because you know sam raimi when he was making these spider-man movies kind of had a lot of free reign in the first the yeah. f- at least in the first two and then the third half and then, you know whatever but i think you know that allowed him as a director and as a creator to kind of let Green Goblin be this slightly over the top, you know, very uh, uh, well written version of that character. And I, I guess maybe I wasn't sure that the MCU was going to go that far in terms of how they treated him. Well, I think, and I then was, they did. I was kind of expecting all of these characters to. I wasn't expecting much more than a cameo from a lot of these characters. Right. Right. Um, and I think that. I think each character was an improvement on its previous self. You right. know, the obviously with with these characters coming from their respective universes, in the previous right. movies they got like a little more play. Like the Sam Raimi movies were about Green Goblin and Doc Ock. Right. Those two those two villains for sure, I think they were treated very well. Like they got They were treated with respect in regards right. to their previous iterations right and they were already like great they're already like two of the greatest villains in right. superhero movies right. so i i if anything i guess i was probably more worried that that what they did here would maybe tarnish that a well, little and bit I, the others i think were certainly improvements on themselves oh yeah the every electro other villain, and sandman and lizard they were yeah. all they were all given more personality than they had been allowed before yeah. and I thought that this, like this, truly was the best version of yeah. these characters. And the great thing about Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin is they just it. What the MCU did with them in this movie was just add to the greatness that they already kind of had. Right. Which I I was so it was so nice to see that, and I was really 
it, there were just so many moments in in lines of dialogue that they had that felt so fitting to their characters and just created another layer of depth that you I never thought I would ever get again. And then you know we saw the first trailer for this movie and we saw you know we saw the little the little. Uh, pumpkin bomb from Green Goblin pop on the screen and we yeah. saw Doc Ock and I was like oh my you know in that moment you know when we watched the trailer for the first time I was super excited and this movie treated them so well and I was I, I don't know and it, I think I think <clears throat> kind of to wrap up the spoiler free portion of this I think this film first of all it, like I said it exceeded expectations but it yeah. left the mcu in a good place it did it it left the mcu in a place that is interesting mm -hmm. it both for individual characters and kind of just the next phase of the mcu right. in general right like, i am excited to see what happens next because of the way that this movie set up the future yeah and i think this phase of marvel has been at least for me kind of rocky i haven't really loved there hasn't been a project that's come out where I've felt like I felt about movies in the other phases. Yeah. I think WandaVision came close. It didn't really stick the landing. Uh, Loki was good, but again, just didn't nothing just really had nothing. had really grabbed me yet. Like I had been before with, you know, other phases and this movie is just such a great way to end the year for Marvel like you said, it, it just it got me so excited for what's next. What's next for what's next for Peter and for what's next for Doctor Strange, especially yeah. for Doctor Strange, because obviously that's that's I think that's what we're getting next is yeah multiverse of that madness. Should, that should be next. Um, this I think this movie this I felt better about this movie than I have about most Marvel movies on first watch. Maybe any. Yeah, yeah. The, I it's been a while. It's been a it's been a while since. I've watched a Marvel movie and immediately walked out of the theater and been like, that was fucking that, right. that they, they like so much happened and I loved almost all of it. And I'm confused about some things, but I'm also not upset about like, I don't know it, it. I think when Marvel does a really good job with, with movies like this that aren't like an, an end cap to a phase or an end game. It, yeah. That, that's not like end game basically. Or you know, like Age of Ultron or, or the first Avengers movie. Yeah, the I think the like when they when they're at their best, they're you know closing doors and then opening new doors at the same time. Yeah. The issue I think with some of what's been going on in Phase Four is the doors that they're opening just haven't been that interesting or important or important. They they feel like the, yeah, like they lack that that uh, importance that that other movies in the past have. And this one, it felt like everything that happened had like the, this weight to it. And, it, and yeah. it was, it was a good feeling. All right. It's getting kind of tough to keep talking about this without spoilers. I, I so I think I let's, let's use this as the warning. <clears throat> if you are still listening to this, if you are still listening to this and you don't want spoilers. Yes. Now's the time. Now's the time. Get the hell out of here. Leave. Go on. Get, get out. Um, get out this stream once again. Once again, from this point forward, there will be nothing but spoilers, extensive spoilers, spoilers that will ruin your day if you yes, do not see them coming. Ruin your if experience. you are not already aware, you will please, your day ruined. I promise please you. Please go into this movie not knowing. I don't want you to you, listen. I I genuinely don't want you to continue on. Correct. If you have not yes. seen this movie, come back to us after you've after. seen it. Take the two and a half hours. It's well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Spoiler alert coming now. Okay. We gave them like a. We gave them like a. That's that's pretty. They've got plenty. Forty-five. They've got plenty of time. We're rolling. Nothing but spoilers here on out. All right. So, you want to just start from the beginning, or? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let's let's start from the beginning. So this movie kicks off like immediately where. uh, far from home, right left off. Yes, like literally, and well, and it kicks off also where the trailer kicks off. So right, we we right. kind of already know where we're starting. We we already knew that like this movie was going to, this movie was going to start right where, the shit hit the fan and everybody found out that 
Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Right. And dude, looking back now, the trailer didn't give shit away. No. It, the I trailer think, did not tell us anything. I'm pretty sure outside of the line, outside of the, the part where you can see um, you can see Sandman and uh, Liz, uh, Electro and the Lizard like jumping at Spider-Man and yeah. the part where Strange yeah. is like, I can't like... Even the, that the was portal. like cut together in a right. different scene. Oh yeah, but the thing is, like, those are the only two shots from the third act that I think the whole trailer. Everything else was pretty much contained to the first act, which I really like to see. Like, it's nice to yeah that the trailer really only the pieces they gave us were really only from the very beginning of the movie, right? Which I love. So we start off with. Peter and MJ basically trying to get out of this. They're trying to escape the paparazzi. They're, yeah, they're trying to escape the paparazzi and get back to, to Peter's house or apartment. To and, go, like, hash things out with Aunt May. Right, they wanna, uh, with Aunt May and Happy. Who, and so that that scene, when they get to the apartment, yeah. was one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Because it was, like, it was frantic. And, by the way, I think this version of Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the best version of Tom Holland's Peter Parker we've seen. Yes. Like he, he yeah. was truly at his best during this movie. Right. And that scene I think showed it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we know it already takes a lot of talent to play Spider-Man. Right. His, his physical acting is, yes. is terrific. And that scene there, I, I, I mentioned this when we were there, when the uh, happy opens the door, Happy's about to leave. Cause him and aunt may broke up. Sad. And then something happens, and they, you know, some there's like a bump or something, and Happy's like, I should go check that out. <laughs> yeah. And from that moment, the entire scene is one take. So we go from the front door to Peter's room. Peter's like in his underwear with MJ. Also, some great comedy in that scene too. Great comedy great... throughout this movie. Oh it, yeah, like genuinely hilarious. This movie is, I was is actually laughing. So so funny. There's great physical comedy too. Because in that it scene. takes it, a lot. It takes a lot to make me like audibly laugh during a movie. Yeah, this one was genuinely funny. Oh yeah, like the scene. It's and it's great. It's it, again we it kind of it's like that that John Hughes '80s callback kind of like it has that feel to it. Yeah. Like these high school kids trying to figure life out in that scene where you you hear Peter yelling like I like ah, I can't. I can't figure it out, and they open the door, and he's basically naked with a girl in his room. It's just, it's like a naturally funny thing to it's just see. Just a funny situation, and the way and John Favreau does so well in that scene too. Oh yeah, just feel like you can feel how awkward he feels, despite the fact that he's just pretending to be a character. They, the acting in that scene and in the whole movie really is is so on point. That scene to, for that scene to take place at the very beginning of the movie. Right, and like I was like, okay, we're I, we're yes. in for we're in for some good I think that, some good stuff here. I think that scene kind of gives you a sigh of relief. Not that we were expecting anything bad, but it just kind of reassured right. you that like this is gonna be a a good movie. Oh like, yeah, good. The the characters interacting with each other, right? I think each each character individually was very good in this film. But yes, it's the this film is at its best when there are three, four, five characters right. in the same room. Oh, yeah. When a bunch of people are, are in one room interacting. The, the interacting. team chemistry on, from this film is, yeah. is great. And there's a lot of... One thing, I, one thing I like about when there's a bunch of people in the room is there's a lot of like kind of chaotic moments where like all four or five of them are talking at once. Like in that, one, that scene, that one-take scene. Like Aunt May, MJ, Peter, and Happy are all saying something... Right. And you can make out pretty much what all of them are trying to figure out. And I also loved about that scene like how it kind of uh it didn't give it didn't give Peter like a single moment to try and hide. Like the immediacy of everyone knowing yes. like there are helicopters outside the apartment at the end of that scene which it was like a 2 minute long take. Right. And you know they're in the they get to the living room and he's trying to shut all the windows and then the 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 uh, announcement pops up on the news on the TV saying, like, you know, Spider-Man's right. identity yeah. Yeah, revealed yeah, yeah. or whatever. And so, Go ahead. No, go. Say what you're going to say. You, I think what's great about that moment is how silent it is at the end. 
Like there's yeah. all this hectic stuff going on. Everyone's running around trying to figure out, you know, Happy thinks that Peter's trying to have sex with this girl and Aunt, Aunt May probably thinks the same thing. They're all running around. It's super hectic. And then at the very end, you hear the helicopters, the window pops open, and it's just dead quiet. Yeah. And everyone kind of feels the weight of the moment that they're in, which is that Peter's life could be in some – like Peter's life is in some serious right. shit right now. And I think I think that scene was super important for just kind of setting the tone for the film. The next most important scene after that – listen, we this could be a three-hour podcast if we actually yeah. went scene by scene. It could be. To me, the next – the next important film or the next important scene in that film was the reveal of Matt Murdock. Yes. We, we finally got yeah. a crossover from Marvel TV. Right. To the Marvel cinematic universe. And it was, yeah. it was the kind of crossover that I think is a crossover like that is how they're going to find success mm-hmm. bringing Marvel TV into the MCU. It was just brief. We know, we knew enough Right. To figure out that, I mean, we obviously know who Matt Murdock is. We know right. who Daredevil is. <clears throat> yeah. And actually, Daredevil is a Marvel Comics mainstay. He is, yeah. But so we already know who he is. We mm-hmm. learned that he is then Peter Parker's lawyer. Yes. We learned that he's a very good lawyer because he gets him out of all this shit that he's in. Right. And we also see Peter Parker trying to figure out who this Matt Murdock guy oh, is yeah. because oh, a brick is thrown through his window and Matt Murdock catches it. Just catches it in midair. And, and he asks who he is and he like, just says, I'm a good lawyer. Who are you again? He's like, I'm a really good lawyer. Right. And oh, so that dude. like those mm. kinds of crossovers I think are going to be fascinating because it's going to oh, be yeah. two characters that we know individually mm-hmm. that don't know each other and they have to figure it out. Right. And we don't need, we don't need full daredevil MCU movies. We yes. might, we might get one eventually. But we don't right. we don't need that kind of crossover. It no. is it is enough just to know they exist in the same world. Right. And that Peter Parker is as intrigued by this Matt Murdock guy as we are. Right. To kind he, of he, he meets him and he's kinda of like, Okay, who the hell are you? Right. Like how did you That's like, like his reaction. Right. But then we just cut to Peter he's out of the shit. He's yeah. back to his life. He's going to school. Well, he is back to life and going to school, but He's, things are not he's uh, not he's not quite out of the shit he's really not out of the shit because and I, matt mentions it he said you know the, what you're gonna have to deal with now is a court of public opinion right and that's very very true and they they explore that really well in the first act of the movie how like pretty much everyone peter and everyone that is directly in his uh, in his sphere, they're gonna suffer the consequences. Yeah, they're they're all suffering the consequences. Right. He's not getting into any colleges. Right. His best friend Ned isn't getting into any colleges. MJ's not getting into any college. Like, and you know, Aunt May and Happy. All these people are like struggling to kind of just move forward, just with like basic things in life, like yeah. getting into college, because. Because Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and, and half the world thinks he's this villain, right? Well, they think he's a murderer. A murderer, yeah. Which, by the way, is not a unique problem to his version of Spider-Man. Correct. Right. And that's, again, one thing uh, One thing these movies haven't really explored yet that the other movies kind of did is having that element of, uh, like, J. Jonah Jameson's character right. always being, like... On his case, saying this guy is a menace, having a a outlet like a newspaper, like the Daily Bugle, you know, kind of swaying people's public opinion of Spider-Man toward the idea that he's not actually a good guy; he's actually like hurting the city. I, I think the way the way that they the the way that they like kind of shone a light on the similarities between the universes, yeah. Without without directly like they didn't call. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. That wasn't right. like a multiverse thing. Yeah. It's just that this version of Spider-Man also has a J. Jonah Jameson who's out right. to get him. Right. There are like all of these, all of these versions of Spider-Man have these kind of commonalities that uh-huh. this movie does a great job of highlighting in mm-hmm. order to kind of grow their eventual bond together. Right. Because, right. because they start to realize Yes, there's so much that's different about the multiverse, but also mm-hmm. they're all kind of living the same life. Oh yeah, 
and that is um, that is that idea is fully realized when um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire yeah finally come in into the fold dude I thought here I thought the way that they did that oh. with Ned oh casting yeah. the or what are those called the portals or yeah he what like open them I don't know I think uh, he uses the ring the freaking the sling ring, is right? That what they call it something like, and we're mm-hmm. we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves right, because right. Peter and Peter had been like trying to catch all of the villains right. who had made their way right. into the film, yeah. And then he is kind of in this battle with Doctor Strange, right? To Peter wants to try to save all these villains. Right. He wants to try to save everybody. They find out that um, they find well, Peter and Strange find out that you know all these guys, all these villains that they're running into are are dead or have died in the in the universe that they came from. Right. Right. And some of them because of Spider-Man. So like directly almost because all of, of them directly because of Spider-Man. Right. I think the only one that's not dead is Sandman. Sandman, yeah. And, you know, so Peter after a very serious conversation with May decides, well maybe I can fix them. Not even save them, but like make right, them fix their problems. Like, right, fix them into the person that they were before they were a villain. Because one of the great things about a lot of Spider-Man villains is they're usually not really bad guys, they, and they haven't always been that way before they're bad guys. Right, right. Yeah. They, they're always they're always like you know people who are are torn between like you know trying to advance the world or create a better world, and then. Yeah. Something happens, and they are they're either manipulated into being evil, or or you know something happens that turns them into an evil kid. And that's why I mean that's why Green Goblin was so great. That's why Doc Ock was so great. That's why Sandman was so great. Well, and something else that makes the Spider-Man villains so great is their relationship to Spider-Man. And that's right. something that's something that a lot of superhero movies in general, not just MCU films, haven't really been able to figure out. Right. DC tries to do that all the time. They do. And they can't get it right. Yeah. Even in the MCU, I think that Spider-Man as a character is his relationship to the villains is more interesting than other characters. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he's not fighting these cosmic end of the world, right. snap half the population away type of villains. Right. He's fighting the father of his childhood best friend. Yeah. He's fighting a scientist that he idolized and wanted to try right. to become one day, yep. essentially. Mm-hmm. The, his, his battles are deeply personal. Yes, um, for sure. And, and we finally see in this movie, we see this current MCU version of Peter Parker. Parker. Uh-huh. We see his battles become deeply personal. Right, yeah. The, the, actual, the actual fight that he is fighting in this movie has a personal edge to it, which... It, I don't know, it, it, and even like, even the um, the villains in the first two movies, there was a there was a touch of that in the first one, and then uh, Quentin Beck did it. Kind of went back to the whole yeah, the, kind of the MCU, the MCU's uh, normal villain route, right? But to yeah, to see Peter kind of have to go through that that personal route that we've seen. That we saw Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man go through. We saw Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man go through it too. Just again, anytime I talk about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, it's gonna be there's gonna be negatives because I don't personally view those his movies as very good. Andrew which, Garfield, they is, made light of that. Yes, they did, which was great. And they, by the way, Andrew knew, Garfield in this movie, they knew that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was the worst of the. Three oh yeah, of them. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like 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 the scene where they're all you know in the same place. And uh, Tony Maguire's just going, dude, you're amazing. They're, they're comparing villains. Yes. Because yeah. he, goes, he goes, I wish I could fight an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I fought a, an alien in a, uh, what is like a, it, that was a, in a black suit or something. I can't remember what he said. Yeah. What Toby said. Um, and then, and then and, yeah. And Andrew Garfield basically just like starts pouting. He's yeah. like, I'm just not as cool as you guys. Because Tom Holland's like, oh, I fought an alien too. In, here in and space. in space. Yeah. And Toby's like, wow, in space? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I could fight an alien. Yeah. Toby's like, hey, 
You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Dude, that, it took me a couple seconds. Same. A couple tries. He said you're amazing like five or six times. Oh, it was, it, yeah. It took <laughs> me several times before I realized what was going on there. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so funny. And there, I mean, there are so many moments like that. Yeah. Once those guys show up. Um, we should probably, so obviously we know, it, or at least probably have an idea that the reason why all everyone's showing up from the multiverse is because Peter wants Strange to make a spell to make the to world make the forget, world forget who Spider Man is. Who Spider Man is, right? And Peter starts realizing as Strange is conducting the spell that everyone right. everyone will forget that he is Spider Man, right? Right. And so. You know, he starts fucking around with Strange. Well, he just Strange's... he basically starts tossing out names like, "Oh, right. omit MJ." Omit. Right. What about what about Ned? What about my aunt? Yeah, and, and, and initially, and, and, for, and for selfish reasons too. Right. Which right. by the end of the film, we see we see this Spider-Man probably be the most selfless that we have seen him. Oh yeah. But in that moment, it, it, it's something even as simple as he doesn't want to have the conversation with Aunt May again that he's Spider-Man. Right. And he doesn't realize that the the consequences of having to do that again are so much less severe than the consequences right. he has to face by the right. end of the movie. Which and obviously he he can't he can't know that. But because of again, because there is so much kind of there is such a selfish nature to what he's asking. Right. And he keeps straining what Strange can actually do. His, his original request was not selfish. Right. He wanted people to forget that he was Spider-Man. Because he wanted to... Because he wanted his friends to succeed. He could see the torment that it was causing everyone in right. his immediate circle. But then in right. the moment, all of the people that it was causing torment for uh-huh. were the ones that he wanted to then keep out of this spell. Right. And your your point that you made about Doctor Strange was spot on. Where... Yes. Oh, in the, yeah. Do- Doctor Strange... He viewed in this moment, he viewed Peter Parker as an equal. Right. He he kind of just assumed if he's asking me for something this world altering, right. he's considered all his options. Mm-hmm. He knows what the consequences are. Right. He's made the phone calls. Yes. Like he, he even makes a point like you didn't try to call MIT when they didn't like let you, didn't, you and your friends in. You didn't call the review board. He's like, you and can, Peter goes, you can, you do, can that. do that. And it's it's that it's those kinds of moments. And the rest of the film, uh-huh. you see Doctor Strange start of kind of start beginning to see him as a child again. Right. He, and it, I don't think that he necessarily loses respect for him, but he shortens the leash. Right. Because he knows, okay, now I can't really trust him to do what I was expecting him to do. Right. And it's kind of a, I'm going to handle everything myself. <laughs> yeah. Because, because he realizes, oh, he didn't consider the consequences. And now look what we've gotten into. Right. Because he decided to mess with my spell in the middle of it. Yeah. Due to his own lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. One thing I loved about uh, Strange in this movie is they they really, I think he's he's one of the characters that they really nailed. Yeah. Like, on the first try, you can you can see like character elements from the original movie in his decision making because his decision making yeah. is solely focused on his universe, right? The fact that this these guys did whatever they did they need to go back there because the future of our universe depends on them not being here right right and that is that is that is his decision and like he, that's and his he, choice he, he, he essentially makes. says as much when he oh, when yeah. he mentions if like if they have to die to go home then that's what they have to do and that's what has to happen like right. we can't change because their it's already fate. happened right correct and i i liked that that kind of uh that mental battle between Peter and Strange because Aunt May rightly reminds Peter like hey y- your job isn't to be this like careless heartless like you're you're the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man right. you, you help people like that's what you do you're not a you're not this otherworldly sorcerer who can you know influence multiple dimensions of the of of multiple universes right. to to influence like your job is just to Help out people in Queens. Like you're from Queens. You're the, and, side note, great line from Jamie Fox when he's talking to Andrew Garfield, Spider Man at the end. He's like, "Man, you're from, you're from Queens. Poor guy helping out other people." 
I thought you were going to be black. Yeah. I thought that moment, like, that's such a Jamie, it's a perfect Jamie Foxx line because obviously, you know, he, he got his roots in comedy. That was like such a, a good moment between those two. Well, and it was also a little bit of a tip a, of the cap little, to the fans. To a saying, little hey, nod saying, we know you know about Miles Morales. We know you know and Miles Morales exists. he's probably out there somewhere. Yeah, he is. So that, yeah, Ooh. that was cool. This whole, really, this whole movie was just a giant love letter to the fans. It was, And it was just like moment after moment after moment too. Like it didn't let up on those right. satisfying moments. Right. And none of them felt like cheap or unearned. No. Either. And which was them, one of the greatest parts. I we we kind of joked beforehand about how yeah in the movie theater, especially when you see a premiere for a box office superhero movie, mm-hmm. people are gonna clap whenever something big happens, which it, they did. Yeah. But but none of the scenes, none of the callbacks to old comic stories or to yeah. old movies or anything like that. None of it was played just for the applause. Like right. it, it was all it was all important. It all happened in very serious like. But there were plenty of just there were plenty of just Easter eggs and like you said yeah. like tips of the cap to little nods here like here you go here's a little a little dash of satisfaction for you right you know right. the one the other that I think about and I I probably got a little too hung up on this just because I thought it was very interesting I mentioned it uh-huh. to you like five times was Green Goblin becoming the Hobgoblin right which. In donning the, con- the look of the hobgoblin. Donning the look of the hobgoblin. Yeah. They're different characters, but just kind of that, that mm-hmm. you know, layup for the fans. Right. Like, here you go. In this scene, he's going to look just like the hobgoblin. I wonder how much of that was like Willem Dafoe being like, I don't want to wear that fucking mask while we're shooting Pro- this. Oh. Give me some well, fucking he goggles was also, and a hood. He was also, from what I heard, he was adamant about this was not going to be a cameo. If he right. was going to be in right. the film, he wanted to do action scenes. He and wanted to fight. He wanted to. He wanted to be the Green Goblin, and he did. And something I think I think in in Spider Man lore, um, Green Goblin has always been the character that has the like we talked about. You know, villains with personal connections to Peter. I think Norman Osborn has always throughout any iteration of Spider Man always been the villain that has the most personal connection to Peter. Right. And the fact that not only in Raimi's Spider-Man did he influence so much change in Peter's life, he does it in this movie, Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man. He um, basically kills Aunt May. Yeah. So that's something we haven't gotten into yet. We talked in the beginning about how so much of this is, is personal and how... There's actual real-world consequences that right. Peter faces in this. One of them is... The death of Aunt the May. The death of Aunt And May. that's it. And there's no going back from that. And there is no going back from that. And there is a... An ama- probably one of my favorite scenes from the whole movie. And again, we talked about like these satisfying moments that have weight to them. You know, the, the, the two other versions of, of Peter Parker appear at a time when they're most needed. Yeah. Right? Like, they appear at the absolute... Like worst possible time in Tom Holland's Peter Parker's life. Right. Right after Aunt May dies. Right. And you get that scene when they're up on, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what building it is. And, you know, Peter's like, I don't give like, I don't give a shit about what's, I don't give a shit about any of your stories. I'm going to kill this guy. I like, yeah, I'm, I'm out to, I'm out for blood now. And he gets that look from MJ. And she's like, just, just like, listen to him and then both of them tell their stories about like 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 Pete, uh uh toby mcguire saying you know i i i basically got my uncle ben killed and andrew garfield's saying i basically got um gwen killed right and then they talk about like how that how that affected their lives and how it took them so long to realize that like the anything i do after the revenge i'm going for after this is not going to it's not going to make anything better. Well, this this right? is what I loved. This is what I loved about that moment is that the each of them both taught a lesson to Peter Parker. He right. pro- he would have eventually learned it because he would have had to. Right. But you know, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man taught him that you can't save everybody and and that mm-hmm. your mistakes have permanent consequences. Right. Um Toby Maguire's Spider-Man taught him that basically like Rage and revenge is not going to get you the satisfaction. It's not going to bring them back. 
Like you right. can't you can't bring Aunt May back. Yeah. And and I think I think the death of Aunt May is one of the most consequential moments in Marvel movies, period. Oh yeah. Partially because it is so permanent to the point that in the end when when Doctor Strange casts another spell to kind of reverse all of this madness, yeah. it doesn't bring Aunt May back. Like right. nothing nothing that you can do now because of your past mistakes yeah. is going to fix this problem. Right. It might get rid of some of your problems, but it still happened. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that part is so permanent. Right. We haven't really seen that in a lot of MCU movies. They kind no. of find their way to dig themselves right. out of that hole. Right. This one is permanent. <clears throat> a lot of one of the issues I I think not an issue that I had just one of the things that I think like the Raimi Spider-Man movies nailed so well and what like like the the Dark Knight trilogy nailed so well is like sometimes when heroes make these big choices they actually have to deal with major consequences, yeah. right? Like a lot of the the Iron Man like Tony Stark in, in a lot of the Iron Man and Avengers movies is very reckless and like makes these crazy yep. decisions that could have serious effects on his life and other people's lives. And they just kind of get out of it most yeah. of the time, right? In this movie, Peter has to make some very hard decisions that, again, like, and he actually faces the, the real world consequences of, like, you right. can, you and that's one thing that's always been great about, for me, this is one reason why I've always loved Spider-Man more than most other heroes is that, that in the comics and in most of the movies, you know, before the MCU, you you could always feel like the real weight of of his decisions and their consequences yeah. and like how it actually makes his life really fucking hard. Well, and one thing that made this specific one so emotional too is it is it he made the decision that Aunt May wanted him to make and right. would and and given the chance again would have wanted him to make. Right. He tried to save people. Yeah. Rather than sending them to their death. And right. it led to her death. It did. And that's what makes this like so freaking emotional. And there, oh, yeah. there are a lot of emotional scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. And, and the three Spider-Men are also like in those emotional scenes. All three of them are very good. Oh, yeah. They, like, they, the, the, that's the other great thing. They all get those moments too. Yes. Right? Yes. Like uh, Tobey Maguire gets that moment with... Uh, with with Otto Octavius, yeah, there's kind of standing there, and and I don't know why, when Alfred Molina was like Peter, it's so, it's so good to see you. Both of them, they were and just like, yeah, they're like, it's good to see you. And and when he asked him, he's like, how are you, how are you doing? Right. And Toby's just like, I'm trying to. He gets like that little smile on his face. He's like, I'm trying to do better. Yeah. I don't know why. I in that moment, I was like, okay, all right. I can keep it together. Yeah. I, I got this. No, I can dude. do it. The moment that did get me, though, was when uh, MJ falls off the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And Tom Holland can't get to her in time. But then in swings Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Catches her, you know, and drops, you know, sets her down. And, oh, man. And he, he asks her if she's okay. He asks her if she's and okay. And when she says yes, he starts to cry. And she he goes, crying, are you like, okay? Like, are you all right? <laughs> And everyone in the theater was like, he's not okay. <laughs> Damn it, he's, he's not, not okay. okay. <sighs> oh, just, and I don't know. I think that's one thing that really got me about this movie was how emotional it was. Because some, some of the Marvel movies do have that emotion to them. I think the Guardians movies really kind of nail yeah. that emotion. Um, but man, the, it, it, I, it felt like I was sitting down and watching Spider-Man 2 again, like when yeah. I was 10 years old. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was watching a movie about a, a kid, a 20-year-old kid who's just like re trying really hard to help people, but also just kind of getting his shit kicked in by mm -hmm. not just being a hero, but like just normal life stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And this whole movie had that feeling to it, and I think that's why it feels like the best version of this Spider-Man we've gotten because it felt so real, despite the and, fact, that and it was a complete version. That yes, right. Um, one thing I, I don't think we've touched on yet is the relationship between Peter and MJ in this movie. Right. You know, we 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 kind of got a splash of it in the second one, but it was like kind of like 
the beginning of their relationship. Like, it, there's that tension in that movie of, like, will they get together? Won't they get... Does, yeah. Like, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen? And in this one, we get to actually we see them, knew, like... Gus. I know. <laughs> but in this movie, we get to actually see them, like, live out their relationship. Yeah. And Tom Holland and Zendaya are... they Their chemistry is off the charts good. It's so, so good in this movie. Yeah. And... MJ has a lot to do too. Like, she she says a lot of important things and, and helps Peter get to a lot of important decisions. I think I think that's the key. She is there, helping him along the way, and she and she's not trying to do it for him. She's not right. trying to make these choices for him, but she realizes the spot that he's in. Yeah, and she's trying to just kind of guide him. Right, and and I kind of, to some degrees, I I kind of get the sense that she has a lot more wisdom than what she lets show. Right. And then what we have seen because the right. kind of the, that gentle guidance she gives to Peter is all very valuable. Even if he doesn't realize it at the time or yeah, in the moment. Right. I think part of that too is like they establish her character as someone who knows a lot, but is very guarded. Yeah. And her relationship with Peter kind of makes her vulnerable Right. And I, I, we get that vulnerability in this movie, which is really cool. Also, Zendaya is a great actor. Yeah, she's, she's really good. She's a very good actor, and so is Tom Holland. They both, and, and I had, I can't, I don't know the name of the guy who plays Ned, but they all, they all emote like that, that like teenage energy. That like, well, you would hope so because they were cast as high schoolers, right? But th- like, I don't know the way they like hit their the emotional notes throughout the movie. Like when Peter has to tell MJ and Ned, like, you guys aren't going to remember me. Because at the very end, the the universe is like cracking, cracking open. And you can like see like silhouettes of like all these people about to come through the multiverse. Yeah. And, and so that's the solution is... And Peter's solution to Strange is, well, what if they just... What if everyone forgets who I am? Not who, not who, not not that Spider Man is Peter Parker, but right. who but, Peter Parker, but that is. Peter Parker doesn't exist. Yeah, and I thought, dude, I thought another really emotional part of the movie was that moment when even Doctor Strange has to pause, right? And he says, he says, I like, I won't remember you, like none of us. He's like, literally, he's like, I won't, because he, he says we instead of right, like we won't remember, right? It's it's not like they won't, like your friends won't remember you. He it's, stops and he goes, he goes, we won't remember. What you. is it? Um. I, I, there, also in that moment, like you see, even strange, strange himself, the guy who's like, these guys exist in their own world. We need to get them out of here. Like fuck the guy them. who knows that who, this is the only solution. Who fucking too. cares about him, right? Right. In that moment, you see strange break where he's like, dude, I like, this is like, he, he's like, I need you to understand. Like, do you realize what's? I happening? need you to know that you are going to be yes. a ghost after this. Right. I won't remember you. They won't. Rem- no one will remember you. Yeah. He's like, I can't do that. I can't do that to you. Like that's the biggest that, sacrifice. The, the ever. fact that that was almost too much for Doctor Strange to yeah. do. That. Oh. That, and then and then he basically tells him, well, start saying your goodbyes because like, like what did he say? Like, don't interfere with this one or something like that. I don't know. He, if, he makes a comment about that. Right. Where like once once I start this one, I'm not stopping or it's like that's something it. to that extent. Right. Right. Dude, that man talk about like the most selfless act you could possibly make. And that's what again. Well, and we see was, him carry that to the very end. Yeah. Dude, the moment when um, cause you know, in that moment when he's saying goodbye to, to MJ and Ned, he's like, I, I like, you know, you're not going to remember me, but it's okay. I like, I can fix, I'll fix it. Like yeah. we can, we can figure this he, he out. He says like, I'll help you remember. I'll help you remember. Like, or I'll make you remember whatever yeah. he says. And you get that feeling that he re- he really means it in that moment. Right. He's yeah, not it's you, like, you're like you, there's no doubt that he's going to go back for them. Right. And then, you know, everything goes back to normal. And nobody knows who Peter Parker is. And so he goes to that little diner that MJ works at. Yeah. And he walks in, asks for a cup of coffee. Ned walks in. He has the note in his pocket because he's been rehearsing right, what he's, he's going to say to them. Right, to, to help them remember. Yeah. And you get, in that moment, you get good interaction between all three of them. And then... He even starts it. He walks yeah. in and he goes, you don't know me, but I'm Peter Parker. But I'm Peter Parker. And... He's a, he's, you know, he's about to send it 
and MJ hands him the cup of coffee and he sees the he sees the band-aid on her forehead yeah. from the spot where she got cut up or something. And he's like, you know, are you, are you okay? She says, oh, it doesn't hurt that much anymore. In in that moment, he just decide he he decides I I can't I can't do this right now. Yeah. Like, well, and he he, can, he he can't drag them back in. Right. He gets that moment that like uh, that Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker gets in the first Spider Man when when MJ's like, you know, I I love you, I've always loved you, and and Peter's like, I can't I can't rope her into this. Mm-hmm. I can't bring her into this life. Like this life is is terrible and there are insane consequences to it and that's why he in the at the end of the first spider-man movie in the first raimi spider movie he says i i i don't i i don't love you yeah despite the fact that all he wants to not all he wants but like despite the fact that for years in his life he's been he's been going for this like this the woman of his dreams and in that moment he realizes some dreams just can't be you, you can't you can't Live well, out. You, you can't have it all. You can't have it all, right? And for for Peter Parker, Spider Man, it, it really is. You can't have much of anything. Well, and we 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 got the with great power comes re- great responsibilities moment. But yeah. but you also get the sense at the end that the world the world forgot who Peter Parker was, but the world did not forget who Spider Man was. He right. still has responsibilities. Yeah. He still is Spider Man. Yeah. And I love. I love I love the way and we'll get to the the post credit scenes. I love the way that the end of this movie left Peter Parker yeah. and and what they left us with Spider Man because what we have now is a Spider Man who is back to his roots. He's yeah, living in an apartment, barely scraping by, designing his own costumes, designing and making his own costumes, yeah, and just fighting crime based off of the police scanner. Yeah, but not Look only at, yeah. that. But we are left with an MCU that knows who Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. but they're all going to have to relearn who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that Because fi- none of them know. And <coughs> you, can, you could assume that the members of the Avengers that are still alive yeah. still know Spider-Man. Well, yeah. But yeah. They, they know nothing about him. He, it, it's a, I, I guess in a sad way, it's a fresh start for Spider-Man. Well, and that's what, yeah, in a sad way, for sure, because, again, in that moment, that final moment with him and MJ and Ned, you, that, that's like, it was such a, like a gut punch, right? right? For him, like, for him to realize, it's like that line from Spider-Man 2, when they're in, like, the final battle between Doc Ock and and Spider-Man, and, and Otto realizes that he's Peter Parker, and Otto, you know, he's talking about, Peter's like, we have to destroy this. And yeah. Otto's like, but this was my dream. And P- Peter says that line that Aunt May tells him. He's like, sometimes we have to be steady. And we have to give up things, even if, even our dreams. We have to, we, we, to do what's right, we have to be steady. That's what it is. To do what's right, we have to be steady and give up the things we want the most. And that's like, that was, this, that was Tom Holland's, moment that he hasn't he hadn't gotten that yet in the first two movies and, yeah and that was it was at the same time it was very satisfying but it was again it was, it was just fuck, it was fucking sad well, and there's there's also a sadness surrounding kind of the it seems like peter parker by the end of the film is kind of at peace with his situation oh and, yeah and he's embracing it like he seems mm-hmm. he seems happy knowing kind of what he that he was able to save all these people. He seems happy right. that he got these villains back to who they were. Mm-hmm. He seems happy about his friends that are now happy without him. And that can live normal lives that's again. Sad. Like it it's, is. it's sad yeah. seeing him just kind of come and, and, and find peace in his situation. Right. And he's just embracing right. it. He's like, okay, I guess I'm just Spider-Man yeah. now. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the line, I, you know, at first it was Uncle Ben and then it was Aunt May because uh, there's no Uncle Ben in this version of yeah. Spider-Man. You know, the great with great power comes great responsibility. All three of them got that same line yeah, in a certain at some way. Point. But I think what all three of them fail to tell Peter is that and with great responsibility comes great sacrifice too. Right. Like, you, you know, you have this responsibility and you're going to have to sacrifice a lot to keep it up. Yeah. And... I don't know. I think this movie sets up 
a great it, it kind of like it kind of wraps up this trilogy of of Spider-Man in the MCU, but it also sets up another amazing storyline for him to kind of continue cuz like you said we're going to get a Peter Parker or we're going to get a Spider-Man that is like the original Spider-Man well, that we, we can, got to we see. we can get we can now get a new version of Spider-Man, like a clean slate Spider-Man mm-hmm. without any sort of reboots or remakes right. or like they successfully turned the page yeah. of Spider-Man without having to start over. And now right. it's a clean slate. They can do anything they want with that character and yeah. I'm and I'm super excited to see where he pops up next. And yeah. it, it could it could be that for a while all we get are just references to Spider-Man. Could be, yeah. You know, like simple in passing references because mm-hmm. Now, all of the other characters we know and love, they're going to have to figure out who Spider-Man is. Yeah, they're going to have no so, idea. So we might get, it might for a while just be, you know, brief nods to Spider-Man. Right. Brief nods to the multiverse. Yeah. Um, what happened in New York, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned and MJ better fucking remember who he is. Or I'm going to be pissed. I'm, <laughs> I'm still pissed about that. I mean, I, I, not, I'm not pissed because I think it's stupid. I'm pissed, be, but that's 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 the reaction I think they they wanted. They wanted yeah. people to be like, "This fucking," just right. Let them let them remember. It's but supposed to be frustrating. It is, and and that's again another great thing about this movie is how satisfying and frustrating it is, but in a very good way. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, like I'm excited to see the version of Spider-Man that is struggling to accomplish his stuff because he doesn't have Stark tech or any help from any Avenger in the MCU. Like we're getting, we're basically getting a non MCU Spider-Man in the MCU with this clean slate. Right. Right. Like yeah. he has to do everything Himself. on his own again. Yeah. He's which starting is over. What, one of the things I, I didn't particularly love about the Spider-Man at, at, in the first two movies was like, he's getting so much help from literally everything. Anyone well, under the sun. But what he didn't lose is the knowledge of how it all works. Like he, right. he now knows how to be Spider-Man. Right, right. You he, know? like you said, he is he is now finally the the like the fully realized version of Spider-Man yeah. that we got from the other two right. versions. Yeah, we and I think they. This isn't the end of Spider-Man, but I no. think they pretty pretty cleanly completed this story arc of Spider-Man. They did. And and I, you know, Tom like Holland... There aren't really too many gaps in the story. Right. And, and Tom, we, we Tom got Holland our talked answers. about that in, like, pressers. He said, you know, this is, like, this movie kind of ties everything up. Like, the, right. the, there is a well, finality he is, to this story. he is getting ready to take a break from acting now, if I right, right. heard correctly. I think, well, I know he's... Contract-wise, he'll appear in at least one MCU combo movie. And then I think he has two more solo movies kind of right like, under contract but, but i mean yeah under contract there's at any point during the right th- there's no stipulation to like when that has to happen right. or whatever but uh, man it, uh, it's so i'm so excited to see where they take him next and where how everything kind of ties together so this is what i'm thinking gus yeah if and i know we're still recording as i ask you this <laughs> we should do a we should just record a separate pod for the end credits scenes. Yeah, about I'd be down for that. Just kind of where, because I think we could go another well, the half hour. Well, the second one especially. I think we, we could go yeah. another half hour on the end credit scenes. I think so too. So maybe we just do a separate pod on that. I'm down for that. That'll kind of tie us into where the MCU goes next. Yeah. Now that we've yeah. kind of completed Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm down for that. So, Dude. Talk- this Dude, this movie, <laughs> we have to grade it. We do. And is there any question? I don't think so. I mean, do we want to mention? Did you have any like major like issues with the movie? Uh, my only, my only one, only one, and I don't know that it's so much of an issue as maybe that because this was kind of shot during COVID and, and they had some, you know, some things they couldn't probably do. There, it, the editing in this movie in some points felt very, um, weird. Like a lot of cutaway scenes where like. Uh, um, Willem Dafoe would be talking just but, like abrupt but yeah and they were like shot it was like a, a shot of Peter or like when a bunch of people yeah. are in a room we never got like a, a wide shot of all of them just kind of looking at each other right. there were a few but it felt like with like with all these major players from other movies like there weren't that many scenes where there were just 
Like there was that beautiful long take at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then towards the back half, they kind of started doing more cutaways and a little bit less of just like letting the camera kind of sit there and just kind of move around with all these people in the room. It was like there were a lot of cuts back and forth to different angles as if like not everyone was in the same room at the same time actually when they were shooting it. Right. But other and again, that's not really an issue because everything that's happening in the scene is still really good. Like the, the, the dialogue is still really good and the way the characters are interacting with each other is still really good. It just kind of was weird to look. It was just weird to watch sometimes. I was like, man, why don't they just like, just give us a wide shot of or maybe just establish that they they are in the room, that they are actually in the room together and this is fine. But yeah. it just, the editing to me sometimes was kind of choppy. Um, I don't, other than that, I don't think I noticed any like technical flaws that I was unhappy about. Yeah. The one thing that kind of is leaving me confused that I, the only reason I'm still confused by it is because it's a plot hole that I don't think we're going to get an answer to is, oh, I think I know what, you're what does like, what does the rest of the world think happened? Because that like they've, they forgot Peter Parker, right? They didn't forget everything else. Probably just that it was Spider-Man that did it. Like I like I don't know how like, you replace Peter Parker in their memories, and right like, okay, and and that's something I don't expect that that's ever going to be well, explained to us. Maybe it's because since Peter Parker and Spider Man are now like were at one point binary, then like, now just all of since, the memories of Peter Parker right, so are like, memories. It of was like this, but now since Peter Parker's gone, but you still have the Spider Man right. part of that two sided yeah. coin. Maybe I don't know. It's and that's that's more Again, just like my own right. curiosity of and also like, not like a huge plot. It's just a no, weird like we could never get that answer and it right, won't matter. It right. won't change anything. It, it wouldn't. Yeah, it's not gonna. Uh, it would. I just like they just did such a good job of wrapping everything else up, mm-hmm. and then for like to get no other mention of the events that happened that right. day. I was expecting kind of when like Peter went back to see his friends. Yeah. And maybe there would be some reference to that day. Yeah. And there was yeah. just, there was just nothing. And it also like, it showed them getting their, like, I guess they got their like MIT acceptance letter. Right, so like right. at some point the timeline changed Yes, because events that would or would not have happened because of Peter Parker. Right. All got a fresh start. Yeah. So, and that's, it's not really important to the story going forward. Yeah. It was just like, and it was kind of open-ended, which I, given how much they wrapped up Mm -hmm. that one, like open-ended question kind of threw me for a loop. Right. Dude, the fucking line where (laughs) Tobey Maguire, after he's gotten stabbed and you know, Peter's like going off and doing his shit and him and Andrew are like standing next to each other. And Toby just go like, I can't remember what, Tom Holland's Peter did. Toby just goes, oh. Andrew looks at him and goes, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? He goes, so much. <laughs> Dude, the, after he so- got stabbed, their, just their interaction, when he goes, are you okay? And Toby McGuire goes, I've been stabbed before. Like, yeah, and, I've been stabbed and before. And he goes, oh, good, good, good. Oh, good, good. All right, all right. <laughs> and then the, the multiverse starts cracking, and Toby's like, is this really happening, or am I dying? Am I di- yeah. It's like, no, this is real. Yeah, dude, so many good moments, so many hilarious moments, emotional moments. It it's the whole package. It was, it was a complete movie. It really um, was. I don't like giving a, this grade for a Do superhero it. movie. Do it. I don't know that there might be two superhero movies that have this grade. Do it. I want to give it. I want to give it an A plus. Dude, it's Dom. an A plus. It is. It's an A plus film. It, it is. And I t- it, I told you this before we started recording that. Doctor Strange, and I wouldn't say Doctor Strange was an A-plus film. Doctor Strange is on my top 50, Yeah, and I liked this more than I liked Doctor Strange. And Doctor yeah. Strange was the only Marvel movie in my top 50, and I don't really know what to do with that. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to take. I don't know how to use that information. Yeah, what are we going to do about that, Dom? I don't know. I'm going to have to go see it again. But it's, I plan my, on it. My opinion is not going to change all that much. If anything, I'm probably just going to fucking cry more. Probably. Well, not cry. I, I, okay, let no, me... Do, yes, let me no, you said what you said. It's not waterworks. It. I just get tears in my eyes. You said what you said. And I suck them back in because I'm a man. I didn't witness that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. You ready right, to bring man. them out? Let's do it. Listen, this was a fun one. This was a wild ride. We were excited about this. We've been excited about this. And 
we'll we'll be back with a little bit more from this movie. Correct. Um, I hope you guys enjoy our podcast, but I hope you enjoy the film. Um, this more was than a, anything, this yeah, is a big one. Enjoy the movie. This is a big one, yeah. and it sets us up for big things. So we're excited. Keep an eye out for all the Marvel content. Pretty all much. the Marvel content because we're gonna need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got. I guess the next big one will be Doctor Strange. We've got coming out um, next spring, so stay tuned. Um, and listen, in the meantime, anything you want us to see, we'll see it. Anything you want us to yeah. review, we'll review it. Let us know. We got a couple more reviews coming down uh, soon. Yeah, we're looking at uh, shoot. Uh, got to oh, review King, King Richard, Richard and Macbeth. Macbeth when it comes out. We'll probably uh, we might dabble with Pig. We might dabble since with it's Pig. on Hulu now. Yeah. Um, that's one we were both very interested in seeing. Uh, still not very sure. It was one that we were interested in, but we didn't. Ha- we couldn't bring ourselves to buy a movie ticket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the expectations are just I don't even know right. what to, what like it, they're not high, but they're, I'm not like expecting shit because they were it was a great movie review, well reviewed movie. Yeah. So I don't know. What, we'll, I don't know we'll what to figure expect it out. from that. But yeah, we'll hey, figure it out. Check us out on social media. Yeah. Um, we are at Front Row Seats on Facebook. Facebook. We're at Front Underscore Row Media on Instagram. Correct. We're at Front Row Media One at gmail.com. If you still email, who does that? Uh, but if you do, listen, if you do, send us a damn email. Send us a goddamn email. Uh, we'll we'll check it. We'll respond. We'll read it on air. We'll I don't talk give about up. it. Uh, we'll talk about it on a show. We'll talk about it. <laughs> We'll do it on a uh, we'll do it on a BTFR. Yeah. Oh get yeah. Get your opinion. To get your takes on a BTFR. Emails. We'll yeah. just talk about emails. The concept of emailing. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that anyone <laughs> under thirty doesn't check them. You know how many emails uh, you, you go know, unchecked on my on my. You want to know feed? how many unread emails I have, dude? My work email, my unread my, work emails. My Gmail right now, seven thousand eight hundred and thirty-five unread oh, emails. Ch- hold on, let me check my Gmail real quick. I want to um, know. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Let's beat. hear it. Ten thousand. The damn. Nine hundred two. <laughs> Dude, you do. You do not want to know so, what my work email I is. Do, I don't. No, I don't. It's bad. Um, so anyway, on that note, send us an email. We likely won't read it. We because- <laughs> um, Well, our our uh, our podcast email is hey, not like that. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your um, uh, tell your dog. Tell your yeah. Tell your dog. I like it too. Um, we make a lot of loud noises. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. When yeah, they'll know, love that. When they're home alone, just pop the podcast on. Right. Good for viewership numbers. Right. Um, if you are in a place where you can leave reviews, leave a review. Leave a review. Um, we are on every podcast everywhere. platform. Uh, Gus, are we on Spotify? Yes. Are we on Apple Podcasts? Let me think about it. Yes. Are we on Stitcher? Pretty sure. Are we on SoundCloud? Yup. Is anybody still on SoundCloud? I think a lot of people are Guess on SoundCloud. Guess what? We are. And a good chunk of our listeners. That's weird. That is weird. But shout out to them, SoundCloud. But also, oh. we, don't, we don't get like we don't get great numbers from anywhere else. That one's the it's most like SoundCloud, one. and then that's it. Yeah. Um, um, but hey, wherever your favorite, irregardless is, of what you're, irregardless. I can't believe I said that. No, I can. And irregardless of you <laughs> saying that, I'm gonna keep saying it, and I'm gonna tell these people we love you. We love you all. Um, love you, listeners. I love you, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I ain't, I ain't never gonna stop loving you, bitch. Bling. All right. All right. We're gonna take it out. Goodbye, people. We're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna leave. We're gonna go watch Spider Man again. Yes, sir. Yeah.